I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 33. Thank you for tuning in. This episode will be the third installment of Q&A with Asiel answering some questions from TikTok. If you would like your questions answered on the next installment of Q&A, you can email asieltheoracle at gmail.com. With that said, let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. And on this 33rd episode with the third installment of Q&A, We will honor the angel number 333, which is a reminder that we are on the brink of a manifestation as 1 plus 1 equals 1. This is a symbol of the Trinity, what we call the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Today we are having a deeper understanding that it might be the Father, the Mother, and the Holy Spirit. So I hope you all feel good and thank you again for tuning in to the episodes. There would be no purpose for this podcast without you. I see you all in the brightest light and I pray Mother Father God blesses you and your loved ones during this next phase of cycle and since we are on the brink of a manifestation, let us be mindful of our most dominant thoughts, feelings and emotions since this is what will soon come as thoughts become things. This is Q&A with ACL, Volume 3, Question 1. The first question comes from Roma Rose 075 and they ask how to slow thoughts to connect to higher self, especially in the morning. There's rumination in the mornings, and in the evenings there is peace. Great question, and let's speak about first why there is rumination in the morning, and how it seems to subside towards the later end of the day. When you sleep, all of the momentum subsides. This is a lesson from Abraham. That when you sleep, you are in least resistance. The momentum of the memory has stopped. You are in complete receptivity. This is why sometimes it's great to take a nap when things seem to not be going so well, when you are in the momentum of negative manifestation. Sometimes the best thing to do is go to sleep because the momentum will stop. So how to slow down thoughts, sometimes take a nap, and we will give more tools on this part of the question. But first, the reason why the rumination begins in the morning and it's easier at night is because as soon as you wake up, there's a split second of rebirth where you are brand new. 
for a split second, as soon as you open your eyes, you're not referring to the personality identity's memory. You can literally start new. Every day is a new beginning. We've heard this many times, and this is what it means. Vibrationally speaking, you step out of the time loop, out of momentum in sleep, and when you wake up, you bring some of that least resistance momentum with you. But then something happens. (laughs) The personality identity's memory is so strong that the momentum kicks back up. So as soon as you wake up and you're in joy and bliss, you'll say, Oh yeah, I forgot. I hate Sally. Oh yeah, I remember. I'm depressed. Oh, let's not forget I have anxiety today. Right? So we soothe ourselves back into the memory. We calibrate ourselves back into the memory every day. This is what we mean when we say the personality ego refers to the memory loop to construct its identity every day. And this is a great example of that moment when it occurs as soon as you wake up. So another lesson from Abraham would be to stop the momentum before it starts. So to answer the first part of the question, how to slow thoughts to connect to higher self? Let's take out the aspect to connect to higher self because your connection is established forever. It cannot be disconnected. Right? You either are perceiving it or not, meaning you're in the vibrational space of it. So let's refine that part. How to slow thoughts to realize my connection to higher self. That it is already done. And as soon as those thoughts are slowed down, the momentum subsides a little, that connection will be more dominant in your knowing. There's no action needed of you to connect to higher self. There's nothing you need to do to win the approval of Mother, Father, God. It is done. It is with you. Now, we can feel you're having a better understanding in regards to the connection already established and it's only the momentum that takes us away because you can feel ease and calm towards the end of the day in the evening where you have calibrated yourself into a new beingness, right? Maybe based off the memory still of the ego, but still not in the... um, most momentum in the most resistance as like when you wake up and that memory loop kicks back in so how to connect or how to slow thoughts down to realize my connection to higher self would be through meditation and prayer meditation is the process of observing the racing thoughts that we speak of to slow down so we don't want you to try to stop your thoughts there would be too much resistance It's not a wise battle. We want you to observe the thought in your meditation. Set your clear intention for the day or for the week or for the year. Above all else, you must know what your desire is to know what you're working toward. So first establish your desire or your heart's desire in regards to the moment. And then you sit in peace, observing the thoughts, looking for, seeking for the feelings that match your new intention. And since you have an imagination, you can create some of your own as you would think it is done. But really what you're doing is receiving the thought that match your intention. You receive the thought. You're not the thinker of the thought. So you don't need to believe your thoughts in the morning. You might observe the thoughts in a way and say, well, maybe I don't agree with that today. 
the intention is to speak a new reality into existence, to focus on a preferred reality until you can develop or generate the feelings of that vision, to create the imprint on the subconscious, which will then manifest it in your physical reality. So meditation and prayer is a great way. Meditation does not have to be sitting in samadhi, legs crossed, arms in lap. There are levels to meditation, and that is maybe the initial step, you might say. And then once you're in the space, then what? While you start to inquire, you co-create, ask questions of higher self, receive answers, clarity, and guidance. So get in the space of the guidance by focusing on a breath or a thought or a feeling that feels better that matches more so your intention so you could be in the space of the guidance that's leading you towards your intention right and the work really is you being mindful even wanting to connect it is done now it's just distinguishing when you are referring to memory that strong momentum and part of that memory tells you that you can't connect to higher self you're not connected right so we definitely don't want to refer to that memory anymore and hold the deeper understanding that you're always connected. Sometimes we just can't perceive the connection because the racing thoughts or the momentum of the memory creates static. But you can slow down that static or clear it up by focusing on a thought that matches your intention and the guidance behind the racing thoughts that is leading you towards your highest good and your well-being will give you more thoughts, feelings, and emotions as breadcrumbs to help you stay focused and milking the feeling of that preferred reality. So meditation and prayer would be our favorite way to slow down your thoughts, but really it's up to you. Whenever you are in the moment, focused on what you are doing in totality, you're meditating, cleaning the house, doing laundry, taking a bath, whatever refocuses you Re a new interpretation, whatever gives you a new interpretation of the world, this is what we want you to focus on. So whenever you're feeling good, you are interpreting the world differently. So you'll be in tune to the guidance that's leading you towards the new reality. Right? So yes, great question. Meditation and prayer will help you quiet down the thoughts. When you quiet down the thoughts, the momentum subsides. When the momentum subsides, you tune into the guidance that's behind the static. But we must take the first step to find the thought, feeling, or emotion that matches the energy of our preferred reality. Our next question comes from Chrysalis Heart 777 and they ask, can you please speak more about how everyone's gifts come to them differently, how we connect differently? Yes, and that's a great question, absolutely. Every being on earth is a unique expression of the I am presence meaning only God is here. What you call God, universe, energy, the vacuum, the particle. It's the only presence active here, everywhere. So 
everyone is unique because we each hold a individual link or connection to what we call God, Mother, Father, God. And because we are each unique based off our previous experiences and future experiences, we have focused ourselves today into a reality that has never been expressed before. We can refer to this evidence or tangible data in your birth chart. As the stars are expanding and the moment of your birth and depending where you're born, the stars are in a specific chart or map that they will never be in again. So everyone does have gifts because we are all humanoid. And the gifts come from the humanoid vessel, meaning it is a sacred technology, a sort of machine or avatar that spirit is expressing itself in the realm of physicality on earth. Everyone needed to have a body. It's our suit in order to experience earth. We are all galactic citizens, sort of like astronauts. And the humanoid body, the vessel, is our suit. So today on social media and just in the world, there is a distorted belief that some brothers and sisters have gifts and some don't. You might even hear a brother or sister say something like, they're not spiritual. This is a distortion because we all come from spirit. There's no such thing as being spiritual or not. We are all just as spiritual as the Buddha. And the law of life reminds us there's only one life happening here. So, everyone's gifts come to them differently because we are all unique based off the physical expression. And the memories that you as an individual identity, the ego, the memories that you attach to to create your identity in your feedback loop, are only in your feedback loop. This is what makes you so unique and individualized expression of the one. Because you have created a culmination of experiences to focus yourself into who you know yourself to be today. Your past lives, your future lives, your family, your religion, your school, your beliefs about food. Everything was specifically chosen to be a unique expression of the I am so that the one I am presence can know thyself. So when we address the first part of the question, can you speak more about how energies or everyone's gifts come to them differently? They come to us different because you are the aspect of source that has never been experienced before and what you call ego is in a feedback loop system that only you are in as that aspect of source. So we all connect differently because we are all integrating and not referring to the memory of the ego at different time. That's all it is. You connect with your gifts in accordance to the time or moments that it takes you to stop referring to the memory of the personality identity. So you can see why this would be different for everyone because we are all in different phases of the path 
but we're all on the same path, meaning once everyone stops referring to the memory, personality, identity, looking to it as data, then we will all be tuned into the same guidance. Our gifts, we express them uniquely. Today we honor about five different clairs, meaning different ways to be psychic. You are not psychic, but you do have psychic ability. And all of them are available to you. But just as you use one hand more dominantly in your vessel, so too you do use one or more gifts more dominantly than the other. You create your own hybrid of the psychicness or your abilities. So we all connect different because you're unique and you're gaining the data for a source that has never been gathered. This is why you're so special. The whole world would notice if you were not here. And we all connect differently because we all have our own unique journeys. There's not one way to walk the path. There's not one way to honor spirit. How you do it is right for you because you are that unique expression of source. So the reason being is because we all attach to the earth realm differently. We all attach to the personality identity, the vessel. We become enchanted at different points in the path. So then we're all working towards the integration of the data to stop referring to the memory to create our identity and to look to the data to help us realize we are multidimensional and the only presence active here. So yes, there's no race. No one's left behind. No one's ahead. We're all on the same path. Doing generally the same work in regards to connecting with our gifts because your gifts can be found in the non-physical version of you which interacts and communicates with the physical version of you. But if you refer to the memory of the physicality, you won't remember that you can connect to spirit and you are indeed spirit because you think you're the body separate from spirit. So that's the work. To stop referring to the memory of who you think you are the body. To trust your inner guidance more because you've always had this connection to your gifts. You've just been remembering the body too much. So remember your gifts. How do we do this? By trusting your instincts, your intuition, your gut. Trusting yourself more to develop that strong connection that is already there. But if you practice following the guidance and trust in yourself, you will get more confident knowing that you are indeed connected to spirit and you have been this whole time. question comes from Sam IM0104 and they ask how to connect to spirit guides and guardian angel so I do feel guided to share the date for the next seminar which will be hosted on TikTok August 12th at 5 p.m. Mountain Time this is a donation-based seminar, essentially a free seminar where you can make a donation if you feel guided. With that said, this seminar is entitled Awaken Your Inner Oracle. So Sam, I am 0104. Absolutely, 
um, we invite you to join us at the seminar on TikTok, okay, where we will get way more into detail about the process and maybe some fundamental steps to help us establish this connection and to see the vessel as a technology, to learn the mechanics of the spiritual vessel. Okay. But in regards to your question, a great question, how to connect to spirit guides and guardian angel. Let's refine the question and again, come from the perspective that it is done. So let us come from the perspective of how to realize my always established connection to spirit guides and my guardian angel. Remember, Mother, Father, God never turns away from us. We turn away from it by coming to earth. We chose to experience the unbearable pain of the illusion of being separate from Mother, Father, God. We came into ego, duality, polarity for the integration to gather more data in honor of the all. Once we experience duality and integrate it, then we will know more unity consciousness. So all things serve a purpose, right? So how to realize this already established connection to the spirit guides. Again, quiet down the mind is a great way first. The intention is done. The guides can feel your intention. They are one thought away. Instantaneously, your intention to connect is done as the infinity symbol represents the as above, so below. So your spirit guides and guardian angels are forever companions and a way to tune into this knowingness or the guidance is to quiet the thoughts. And why is this important? Because the thoughts tell you that your feelings are the bodies. Your thoughts tell you the thoughts are the body. And if you, if you can quiet down the thought, you will observe the energy, the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that flow to and through the body. The vessel identifies, it localizes everything. I am here, God is there, when all is here within you. So we quiet down the thoughts in meditation and prayer so that you can tune in more to the refined subtleties of your own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Many beings have a difficult time today distinguishing the difference between thinking and receiving. And really, from the highest perspective, there's no barrier between. Between you as a physical vessel and your higher self, there is no veil but your own thoughts. The memory creates the veil, but it's really not there because the memory is distorted because it's based off the illusion of being the body. You think you started on earth, but you descended. You came to earth. You've always been. You will always be. So we quiet down the thoughts to tune into the refined thoughts that are behind. Now, the distinguishment is to know that spirit uses your own database, your own memories, your own language, your own imagination. And you usually say, that's just my thoughts. And it is. But which version of you? The tuned in version because you just set your intention. So we would get more intentional, meaning speak it into existence. We would often say things like, I command all thoughts be still except the voice of my spirit guides. 
I call upon my guardian angels. Please show me a clear sign that you are with me now. I call upon Archangel Mikael. Please help me discipline my thoughts, feelings, and emotions so I can stay tuned in to the loving support and guidance that is always directed towards me. I call on the Holy Spirit and I give my racing thoughts to you on this day. I give my free will to the Holy Spirit on this day and I am grateful for my reconnection, my realization of the connection to my guides and guardian angels. So any of those things is calibrating you into the space you would like to be in and that is the vicinity of your spirit guides and guardian angels. They vibrate at a very specific energy. It's a frequency that is not earth-based, but you can connect to it through the earth vessel if you can distinguish that you can connect through the vessel, but you are not the vessel. So get more intentional. Invite your spirit guides and angelic helpers into your dreams. A lot of the resistance is the forgetfulness that there is a law of non-interference and we need to call upon our guides, angelic helpers, and loved ones and give them permission to help us in all areas of our life. So yes, we practice. We practice. Every time I bring myself to the space, either on the podcast or in a live broadcast or in a in-person reading, I'm always preparing to be ready, to get ready to get ready to receive. So I need to slow down my thoughts. I need to bring awareness to my breath. I need to say thank you to my heart. I need to look for the breadcrumbs that I've just asked for. So it's a practice. It's a practice. And the more we practice and become a practitioner of connecting to spirit, then it does become easier, instantaneous, a thought away. But you never stop being the vessel and higher self. So it's always a practice to be mindful, to tune yourself into the guidance, which is always there. And most of the time, we just can't perceive it because we're following the guidance from the personality's memory. So call upon your guides, your angelic helpers and your loved ones. Ask them for evidence that you are indeed connected and give them permission to help you in all areas of your life. The next two and final questions come from Micah underscore 370. And the first question they ask, how does the reading process go for you? And what are some of your favorite moments that happened in the reading space for you and others? Great question. And it feels like we've answered the first part in regards to the process to get into the space of it with the meditative state of mind you might say so the process goes like this that I know it's not me (laughs) that's the best way to explain it I put myself in the space after being mindful of the thoughts setting the clear intention but then I also realize and remember that ego my identity will always be there. So I'm 
the observer in these moments, you might say, where I'm watching myself with myself. I'm watching the five sense personality identity. Tell me, don't say this. You're going to sound like this. Are you sure you're correct? Things like that. But then I'm knowing that it's happening. So I'm resting with spirit, trusting those thoughts that will rise and fall and just allowing the guidance to flow through in regards to words. It's a feeling. I know how my ego feels. It feels like doubt and fear. So I can distinguish when Robin is telling me, don't say that. And then I've practiced more so, sort of drowning it out. It's always there. But I'm more tuned into trusting the better feeling of guidance, which it feels sort of uneasy or nervous, but I've turned it into anxious and excited in a good way, a good anxious to be eager that I'm not sure what's going to come through, but I know if I keep finding this feeling that feels good and focus on my breath and stay mindful of that voice that's trying to talk me out of it, I can just continue to share the words that come from the space that feel better than the memory identity that's still chattering in my mind. So I have come to a space where I've learned how to quiet down the inner dialogue, you might say. And today, because of my practice, it is rare that Robin, you might say, can talk me out of doing what I know spirit wants me to do. So I've calibrated enough, I feel, to be in the momentum more of ACL when it comes to these moments. This is why you'll hear me say, and as I bring myself to the space, because I really don't know what I'm going to speak about as the personality identity until I bring myself to the space and then be mindful of the process of the ego and the higher self co-creating. And then I allow the good feeling to be more dominant and trust what I feel like speaking about as the identity. So hopefully that answered or brought clarity to the first part of the question. And again, um, the previous questions I feel offered even more clarity on that process. So the next part of the question, what are some of your favorite moments that happened in the reading space for you and others? This one is very easy. I don't identify as a medium at all. In fact, my personality as Robin, I'm not confident to say I'm a medium because I don't know how to do mediumship abilities, but it does happen. So my favorite moments are when a loved one comes through from spirit unexpectedly. This is how I know it's definitely spirit because I, as Robin, the personality, have resistance against the thought I can do that. I don't call myself a medium because I'm afraid to because if someone asks me to do it, I don't know if I can or not. It's only happened spontaneously. So when it happens this way, I definitely can feel the confidence, meaning I know it's Asiel. I know it's higher self because I don't believe I could do this. It's counteractive to my belief system. But since I put myself in the space of allowing, sometimes it does happen. Right? So my favorite moments are these interactions when a loved one from spirit comes through, when they give us subtle clues or breadcrumbs to let us know we are indeed connected. I often tell a brother or sister in those moments, don't tell me anything, meaning don't give me info. I want to maintain the integrity and the connection because I'm also experiencing it. I become fascinated with you like, wow, this is really happening. So my favorite moments are when I can help 
a loved one, connect with a brother or sister who may be in the illusion of death. Maybe they believe we die. So I love to remind people that Mother, Father, God promised us eternal life and it is real. That eternal life is real, that we don't die. That God loves us so much that we are held forever in the space of their love. That's absolutely my favorite moments to connect with a loved one in spirit and remind us of eternal life. The next question coming from Micah underscore 370. Thoughts on spiritual materialism, spiritual narcissism, and how the ego, the five senses, can masquerade as it. This is a great question and something I'm very experienced in because in my earlier journey, this was me. We all go through this process of the personality, identity, masquerading as spirit because it feels good um, vibrationally speaking. It's an electromagnetic charge. When you're speaking love, speaking peace, love and light, this, love and light, that. But it's a totally different experience to experience it and walk the talk. So what are my thoughts on it? Neutral that it's a part of the journey, a part of the self-reflection and observation to see ourselves in ego. It's always a reminder of us, of self, and we all do go through this phase along the journey. You might say it never ends and you just get better at tuning into the guidance of spirit to walk the talk. So, we might look at narcissism as a complete focus on the identity to self. So a brother or sister who identifies as an empath, you might say, you could say it is the complete opposite. To have empathy for others, a sense of compassion, to be of service to the world is the counter opposite of what a narcissist is or narcissism. Narcissism would be the complete infatuation with the personality identity to be entrapped in the illusion of separation and division without any comprehension or concept of unity consciousness. To be in complete service to self. And in previous episode, we did discuss service to self and service to other. So when we get into the space of unity consciousness, Service to self looks different because it is service to self for others. But until we integrate more unity consciousness and rest in non-duality by integrating the ego, realizing that we are in the illusion of separation, then we don't realize we're doing it from a selfish perspective or not. So the spiritual materialism would be what someone might call um, performative, right? Um, to be flamboyant or extravagant, really that is relative and all beings express themselves differently based off their creativity. So the material aspect is just a breadcrumb that might let spirit understand the co-creation with the physical realm, meaning you don't really need your altar, you don't really need those crystals, you don't need that sage, you don't need that palo santo, right? It is the ego, personality, identity, believing it is separate from Mother, Father, God, 
believing that a tool or a substance or object will establish this connection, that it will help you win the approval of Mother, Father, God. So that is a distortion. But sometimes the crystals, the, sa the sage and the Palo Santo gives the five senses enough evidence in the physical world to identify with spirit more. So if it's your path of least resistance to use spiritual tools, beautiful, but you don't need them. Right? It depends on the perspective you're coming from. To co-create with them or to need it to win the approval. That would be the distinguishment. So in regards to five senses are ego masquerading this is a, a lesson in discernment to use your own discernment this is why I often tell you please don't believe me please don't I don't want you to believe me I'm not here to be believed or to convince you of a truth I'm here to share information in regards to my experiences of finding light at the end of the tunnel or love during my darkness however you want to see it that I I'm a survivor of suicide or depression, right? So I'm not here to be believed. And that's really a, a discernment tool because if a brother or sister is force-feeding the truth upon you, that is of self-interest. They want you to believe like they do. They're not honoring you as an individual expression, a unique expression. You might think that there's one way to be spiritual based off of the spiritual community. There's no difference between the spiritual community and a religion, or science and the spiritual community. These are sects of group, divided groups that are telling other beings, other brothers, sisters, how to do what they're expressing, whether it's science or religion or spirit. There's no rules. You make the rule. But in regards to honoring the highest good of all, to live a life according to the Holy Spirit, there are ways to distinguish if a brother or sister is walking their talk. And definitely, by the force feeding, are they accusing you of something that they won't accuse their self of? Are they being self-righteous? Are they holding you to an expectation they don't hold their self to? So these are questions to discern in regards to attaching to the information that resonates with the highest absolute truth that we are one. We are one. So let's be more patient and gentle with the brothers, sisters who we could call spiritual narcissists or um, self-righteous. It's okay because we're in the illusion of being separate from Mother, Father, God. It's okay. That was part of the plan. No harm done. Just don't take the info. Right? It matters not. They don't manifest for you. Only you manifest for you. So love all beings, regardless to the circumstances. All brothers and sisters, we are all finding our way. And sometimes we lose our way on earth, but it's okay because we come for that. To go in and out of alignment. To be um, oscillating through negative and positive. But that is coming to an end. And we are stepping into non-duality. And you can calibrate yourself into this new reality by using your tool of discernment. Discernment looks like judgment to a 3D perspective. But discernment is your ability to tune into information or data that vibrates or resonates at the frequency of your highest good. So look for the information in the world that represents the highest good of all. That is the best way to discern. Is a brother or sister service to self? or service to others.
and if they are in service to others, they must know that there is no others, and there is only oneself.